Are you ready for a jam-packed episode to really get all of your creative juices flowing, to leave all of the stress and the overwhelm of what we used to know as back-to-school season and embrace this beautiful moment of either homeschooling your children, starting your micro school, launching your first learning pod, or maybe you're already established and you're looking for innovative ways to start your school year. You just need a refresher. You know, I noticed that as we are building these businesses, or if you're homeschooling for the first time, it can feel as if you're yelling across to the other side of the river going, Hey, you come over here, plan with me, teach me all your ways. What do you do? Because if you're not a part of a group where you're really planning and collaborating, especially if you are a teacher and you are very accustomed to planning, collaborating on a weekly basis as a faculty, then starting this out on your own, especially as a first-time entrepreneur, you can feel as if you're standing on the other side of the river by yourself. And I'm so grateful in our community at the Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business, that is our Facebook group. If you're not a part of it, please go and do so. I had asked our community just questions that they were keeping inside of their mind that they needed some help with. And I appreciate all of the feedback that we always get. And it doesn't matter if you're just starting out, if you're just wondering, if you've been doing this for a while, we get so many great questions and ideas and people pouring into one another. But one of the questions was, how do I prepare the very first day of school, or what do I need to remember this first week of school if I'm starting a micro school for the very first time? And this can go into anyone who's homeschooling, and this can go into anyone who's starting a learning pod. I'm going to share with you my 4R system. Yes, my 4R system for making sure that I feel prepared, feel excited, that I feel safe and that I feel as if I'm making this situation feel safe for all of the new students who are coming, making sure that I communicate so well with the people that I have hired to help me in my micro school. And maybe you're doing it alone. This is even more the reason why today's episode is going to bless you. So you definitely need to get out your notebook and your paper because I want you to know that there is so much to look forward to This year, if you are starting out your own business or you're starting homeschooling, or maybe you're sitting on the fence going, what would it really be like? Maybe you're driving to school right now and you're going, gosh, I'm just, I'm not looking forward to the faculty meeting. I'm not looking forward to all the bells ringing. I don't want to collaborate today because I have so much to do in my classroom. Oh, I remember that. Oh, so well, the pressure, the hustle, guess what? If you're on the other side, we don't have to worry about that anymore. But if you're still driving to that place, just so you know, you are a head start of the game. You are listening and this message is coming to you at the right time to spark this desire and to to spark the confidence that you need to jump on over to the other side. You can still pull away so many great nuggets You're just going to have to have the courage to possibly let go of what you've always been taught and embrace a new way of teaching with freedom. I remember the first 20 days of school, it was a book, and I always wanted to dive in 
to this wonderful book, and it was all about the spaces and the places in your classroom and the conversations and the rituals and the procedures and the organization. It was focusing on establishing routines and a culture in your classroom without ever even opening a book. And I would look over that and I would pour over it multiple summers and I would say, I'm going to do that this year. And lo and behold, when school started, of course, I had to give all the assessments. I had to break open the new books. I had to make sure I was running small groups. I had to make sure my centers were all set up. I had to make sure that I was teaching with rigor. I had to make sure that every student was engaged at all times because there was walkthroughs going on every day. And I never truly got to develop the type of classroom that I had always longed for. And I want you to know that you have the opportunity when you start your own school, your own business, that you can give away all of that pressure, give away all of those high anxious moments where you feel as if you've got to push content down students' throats, where you have to get going, start when the bell rings, make sure you're on point in case somebody walks in. You don't have to do that anymore. We can focus on what really matters, and that is the four R's. So let's get into it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. All right, here we go. The four R's. Make sure you have a piece of paper or maybe you're sitting at your desk and you wanna pull up a Google Doc. This is so important and should be used year after year. So put it into a place. It is adaptable. This isn't the holy grail here. However, I do believe it's very foundational and you can use this and build on it for the years to come. So do yourself a favor, put it in a place where you can easily access it. Let's start with what the four R's are. What the four R's are. What the four R's the letter R, what they truly are. The four R's start with number one, routines. Now we're not talking about super stark, cold, everybody get in line. Let's start with these procedures. You may be online schooling. You may have a learning pod that comes to you just a couple times a week or maybe once a week. Or maybe you are actually starting your micro school. This is so imperative. Do not underestimate the run-through of your day. And that is starting with 
routines. The next R is relationships. The third R is rituals. And the fourth R is real fun. Okay, so you've got routines, relationships, rituals, and real fun. Now, what I suggest is that you just get out a piece of paper and you put four quadrants on your paper. Just draw a cross, a line going down the middle of your paper, and a line going from side to side in the middle of your paper. And you can start off with the first R, which is routines. No matter if you are doing this twice a week, once a week, every single day, online, it is imperative that you run through your day and you are very thorough with the routines that need to be taught, explained, and modeled. I did not do this very well my first year. I was super excited. We built the school super quickly and I was just focused on surviving the pandemic and making sure these children had a beautiful time learning. And we started the the year off with, oh goodness gracious, we started the year off with a pool party and we had so much fun. It was incredible. We were painting. We were doing all sorts of things because I was just trying to survive my first year. But I felt the whiplash when it came to really starting to try to develop routines because I had not really ran through this. It was my first year. It was as if I was a brand new teacher. And truth be told, I really was. Even though I had been teaching for 15 years, I had never taught out of my home before. I had never homeschooled my children before. I had never had this many kids over at my house and I was doing it all alone. And I really just was trying to maximize my sanity at the first time, the first year, because we did it again so quickly. So my suggestion is to start off with going outside, just setting outside by yourself, get some peace, get some solitude, get some silence. And I want you to do a brain dump over the run through of your day. You know, teaching out of my home is not typical. Maybe you are having students who are going into school for the very first time. Maybe you're homeschooling for the first time. Maybe you are having students pulled out of a certain school and coming to you now. Maybe you are online schooling and you have an online micro school and this is very new for a lot of children, maybe teachers, maybe yourself. So be very thorough. Let me give you an example of my brain dump of a very routine, thorough moment. I need to teach children what to do when they arrive, where they put their backpacks, how they play outside, what to do if they see someone that they don't recognize while they're playing outside in my yard. Where do they put their shoes? How do they enter the back gate? Where do they put their lunchbox, their snack? How do they clean up? What do they do with the materials? Where, all, where are all of our materials located? How do they handle their book boxes? How do we transition? How do we make sure the door is locked? How do we use the bathroom and clean it up? How do we make sure that we're being clean and sanitizing and washing our hands? What do we do when it's chore time and it's time to clean up our environment? How do we buckle up in the van? How do we have bus buddies? What does quiet time look like? What are the lunch expectations? How do we take out the trash? What happens if someone doesn't flush the toilet? (laughs) What about our dog Jax? What about the pool rules? What happens if someone rings my doorbell? 
What happens when someone falls down and gets hurt? What do we do at the end of the day when it's time to leave? Where do we go to meet our parents? How do we get into the car? Where do our folders go? And the list goes on and on. And you know what's really neat? Is you'll come up with so much to talk about. And the children, when you ask them what their questions are, they will give you tons of ideas that you would never even thought of. So the very first thing that's so critical to making sure you run this race very well are those routines. And I make sure that I have written down these routines and I put them in a folder and I continue to add to them. So even if I type them up, which I have in the past, I still continue to add to them. Now I do not spend the day with the children sitting on the couch or in a circle and just forcing their brain full of, this is what we do, this is what we don't do. I'm just making sure that I have my bases covered. I'm making sure that when the ball is hit, we got everybody lined up ready to catch that ball. Okay? So don't feel as if you need to go over this and spring all of this information on your students or your children the very first day because it's too much. But what I like to do is make sure that I have them in a place that I'm referring to every single day and I am going back over modeling asking questions, having them ask questions, reflecting every single day about the routines and if we're getting better and if they have more questions and if they have a better idea of how to make these routines stick or make them more efficient. How long do I go over routines? Every day for the first month of school. Every day. Every single day. And as a matter of fact, the first 20 days of school for me takes me all the way to the very first day after Labor Day. And so for 20 days, that's 19 days in August, and then the 20th day is the day after Labor Day, where all of those days are going to look different because I'm going to make sure that these children know exactly what to do so that they are not being destroyed, in a sense, by lack of knowledge. Because our little self-esteem, their little self-esteem can get so destroyed if they just didn't know where to put something and their friends are telling them, you should put this here in it, their little self-esteem, they're so sweet, they're so kind, they're so loving, they just don't know. And being unclear is unkind. Brene Brown taught us that. Unclear is unkind. Clear is kind. So take the time so that these children feel safe and accepted and they just understand your boundaries and set good boundaries and do it lovingly and do it patiently, but make sure there are boundaries in place and do not be afraid to spend an enormous length of time. This should be the number one thing that you are focused on every single day until they get it right before you ever break out those books. Get the routines down and get it right and praise them And be excited for the fact that they are here and they are making this machine run like a well-oiled machine. And this goes through, like I said, if it's a preschool, if it's a micro school, a learning pod, you don't have enough time 
not to do this. You have all the time in the world to spend on your routines. You have that permission. Okay, number two, we're going into relationships. It's difficult to have healthy relationships when the boundaries are not clear and when you're frustrated or you're unfocused or you're distracted because no one understands what the routines are or what the procedures are. But once those are down, your relationships can be built. So I start to really pour into the children through routines and through relationship building. How do we speak to our friends? How do we ask for help? What do we do when we're frustrated? What do we do if we miss our parents? What do we do if a friend is unkind to us? What do we do if we don't want someone to do something? And I teach them a very important rule. And that is ask to stop, walk away, tell an adult. It's called the one, two, three. It's not a rule. It's the one, two, three steps for feeling heard. And that's one, ask to stop. Two, walk away. Three, tell an adult. It helps all the time. It helps with so much. That's for another episode. One, two, three. Ask to stop, walk away, tell an adult. And then I do have another rule, so to speak, or an expectation, and it's called Kafuti. I learned this whenever I taught in Missouri. It's K-H-A-F-O-O-T-Y. So K-H-A-F-O-O-T-Y, Kafuti. And it stands for keep your hands and feet and other objects to yourself. Kafuti. They think it's adorable. It's hilarious. It's so much fun. But that's a part of relationship building. Kafuti. Keep your hands, feet, and other objects to yourself. Ask to stop. Walk away. Tell an adult. I really pour into the children just teaching them about, for me, you know, in our school, We are faith-based, so it's all about God's love. We spend so much time pouring into our devotionals and just loving on each other and enjoying one another, really getting to know who they are. I have a fun welcome letter that the students send back to me. If you are interested in that, you can go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. I send a welcome letter. The children fill it out. And we spend a really good amount of time guessing who. They send clues about themselves and then we turn it into a game and they guess who it is and their favorite color and all these fun things about them. And it gives a way for them to feel heard, to feel connected. And guess what? We get to spend the time relationship building and fun games and self-portraits and all about me. And me telling about my life and my assistants telling about their life and our dogs and sending in pictures and these bring in pictures of their family. And it's just a beautiful time. And we spend definitely not just the first day, not just the first week. We spend about two weeks doing this. Oh, I also have something called mystery bags where every day they bring in something in a bag and everyone has to guess what it is in their bag. And we spend the first two weeks with everyone bringing something from their home as a mystery bag that tells about themselves. It's their very favorite time of the day for the first couple weeks of school. Mystery bags. All right. The third R is rituals. I love teaching the children about our school rituals because 
it makes them feel as if we are a community. Rituals is just, what do we do as a culture here? You know, what is this all about? And rituals look different for our full-time students and our part-time students because when the part-time students come, our days are differently built. What do, how is our school, like what's the vision of our school? What's our belief systems? And I go into that. I share with them our vision. I share with them what we believe at Lighthouse Learning. And I've done that already through our introductory packet. It's already written out and I share with them the introductory packet that I've sent with parents. I tell them, this is what Mrs. Oliver said and promised to your families for you. And I teach them, you know, this is what we believe in here. And this is what our idea is. And we want this to be a place where you come and learn, but have so much fun and feel so much joy and feel as if you still get to play and you learn so much through play that you don't even know that you're learning. And we want you to feel engaged and we want you to have moments of going on field trips. We talk about their birthdays and how we celebrate birthdays. What do Fridays look like and how are they different from the other days? What do Thursdays look like and how are they different from the other days? We have something called Bake a Cake Day. Look that up. It's it's a Finland way of celebrating in classrooms. We talk about how we incorporate cooking and how we have shout outs at the end of the day and why morning meetings are so important and why quiet time is so important. Those are rituals through our day that make our school so special. So I encourage you to write down rituals that you want to have in your school and make sure that you tell your children, tell your students what type of rituals you want, when they will be, how to celebrate, and let them come up with rituals as well. And the last box is real fun. The first 20 days, and what I do is I just brainstorm a list of really fun things to do. I do not go into my planner and say, at 9 o'clock on Wednesday, we're going to do this activity, and at 10 o'clock, we're going to do this, and then after lunch, I do not do that. That doesn't mean that you can't, but I do believe that those structured times are for a different season. The season of back to school and getting into a routine is really for creating a rhythm. And really, rhythm should be another R. However, a rhythm comes honestly after your routines are established, after your relationships are formed, after your rituals are established and you are able to dream up the things that you want to do to make your school special. Those are all a part of creating a rhythm. Now, I have tried to schedule different time blocks at the beginning of the school year, but guess what? I ended up strangling myself, strangling my creativity, not leaving room for myself or my students to really just immerse into the moment. And I truly believe that it was because I had ingrained in me the way that it's supposed to look at school. Structure, time, do this, bell rings, move to the next block. We don't have that anymore. And so it really takes a different mindset shift. Give yourself the grace of time. For the first 20 days, I have what's called a loop schedule. I would look into that as well, where you are brainstorming the activities that you would like to have done or your curriculum as well. And as you go through it, you just highlight what you have completed. I don't recommend marking through it because you can use this list later on in the next years. And if you you know scribble through it, you're not going to be able to remember what it was. I like highlighting because I like using different fun colors and 
personally, I don't want scribble scrabble all over my paper. I don't know. It might just be a perfectionism thing, but I like using highlighters. Now, the real fun column, that is a column that gets inserted throughout your day. As you're building in routines, as you're building in relationships, as you're building in these rituals, you will be able to add in the real fun things. And also, the real fun things are not something that you want to do just on the first day of school or just in the first week of school. You want to sprinkle them throughout the course of your first month. That's for me. That's my opinion. That's what I have seen that I felt really works and gives me a stress-free, beautiful experience with the students while I am slowly integrating one subject at a time. That's for another episode, but let me just go ahead and say one more time, I introduce one subject at a time, which is different than what we have been taught previously in school. Teach all of the subjects each day, start introducing all of them. This is our reading time. This is our math time. This is our science time. No, I do not do that anymore. No way. No, I do one subject at a time, and I want to tell you that not to where you feel as if you have to adapt that same mindset, but it is a mindset that will help you to feel less stressed, and it will allow you and your students to really dive in, go deep into a subject to develop a routine around that subject before you add on more. I truly believe in our Western culture, it's more, 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 more. And I'm really over it. And I'm really stripping my life away from that, especially through this experience. Again, that's for another episode. Now, for the real fun part, I will give you some of mine. This may not be for you. That's okay. But add to it as you'd like. You can get on Pinterest. You can see so many wonderful ideas. I try not to go and look at Pinterest back to school ideas. I try to look at Pinterest from a homeschooling perspective because when I get back into that back to school mindset, going back public school, I feel as if I get boxed in again and feeling strangled and feeling like I've got to put it into all of these different time slots. I feel as if the homeschool environment really allows me to just breathe. It's a different mindset and it gives me permission to take things slowly and go deeper as opposed to going wide. For the real fun, I have the all about me section that students fill out in their planners. I have self-portraits where the students draw their self-portrait or paint their self-portrait. I have door dash clues where we hang up around all of the doors of the house, clues, and almost like a scavenger hunt. I do indoor and outdoor games. I spend pretty much the first week game schooling. Tons of board games, connect four, card games, phonics games, where the students are collaborating, getting on teams, doing fun things, STEM projects. I've got a box of STEM activities that you can create just based on household items. Those are the types of activities I have for the first week of school. Dance party. Students are decorating their journals, decorating their items. A welcome letter of guess who, which I would mentioned earlier. 
birthday, just celebrating the idea of what birthdays look like in our school and making sure that each child feels like they have a special moment to be celebrated. We also incorporate calendar time and really making sure that it's fun and that the students have this perspective of not just what's happening today or this week, but they've got this perspective of a month and a year. It's a life skill. The students create bucket lists for us to do in school. We create goals. We measure ourselves so that at the beginning of the year and the middle and the end of the year, I see how much they've grown. We do a word of the year. We do, like I've said, a bake a cake. That's in Finland, an idea that is coming together where each child gets to bring in a cake each week, just once. They will bring in a cake of any kind that they want, and it's just a special little celebration. There's also a summer timeline that we do. There's painting stepping stones. We also do painting handprints. Okay, you could go on and on and on. Mystery bags that we do. Balloon tosses. Fun outdoor games. You name it. I put it in there and I say, hey guys, it's time for a real fun activity. And they're like, yay. And then we go and we have an activity and I just highlight it off. And I really make sure that the first 20 days of school, I'm doing majority of those activities. Now, again, after I make my four R's, my routines, my relationships, my rituals, and my real fun activities, I draw three boxes. This is not in my planner. This is on a separate piece of paper. I draw three boxes. The first box says first day. The second box says first week. And the third box says first month. On the first day of school, it's going to be different. We're going to have a meet and greet at the park where I have breakfast for the families. The kids are going to be taking pictures. And by the way, I didn't do this my first year. So don't worry. You're, you're, not, you're not in year three. Maybe you're in year five. You're not going to do these things. Don't feel pressure. Someone's having a back to school bash before the school year even begins. I'm not doing that. You don't have to feel pressure to do what other people are doing. These are just ideas. But that very first day, I'm going to be really implementing the routines, talking about rituals, talking about relationships and building those in, and also doing some real fun activities. But I know specifically on the first day, I want the students to do an all about me, to draw a self-portrait, we're going to create a bucket list, and we're going to do our calendar time. Those, that's going to be on the first day. Kind of put in five major pillars that I wanted to have done, like five big stones, let's say. Then I looked at my first week. My first week is going to be the same thing. Routines, rituals, relationships, real fun. But each week I'm going to add in a new ritual. So the first week we're going to do the bake a cake where one student gets to come in with a baked cake and we all sit around and we celebrate. and Just talk about life and why they chose that cake and bake me a cake. It's super cute. And the first week, we're also only going to be focusing on our planners. Each child has a planner from Not Consumed. It's called the Student Record and Progress Planner. You can check that out at Not Consumed Ministries. But each child has their own planner. So the first week is all digging into that planner. Then the first month, all I'm going to be doing during those first four weeks is slowly integrating subject by subject. The very first one is going to be math. And we're going to all week long be talking about 
routines in math, setting up our math centers, setting up our math folders, how to ask for help, where our manipulatives are every single day. And then the, the next week, we'll continue with math and I'll be adding in our reading. Now, of course, the reason why I'm not starting with reading is because we're already doing reading throughout the day. They have reading time. They've got quiet time. I've got reading books. I'm reading a book. We got read alouds. They're picking out books. But I knew that I needed to set an expectation for math. And then each week, I suggest that you slowly start adding in one piece of curriculum and spend that week doing the curriculum that you've already introduced and adding one layer on. I hope this blessed you. I loved this episode. I loved being able to give that to you. These really great golden nuggets. Again, I'll review the four R's. That is routines, relationships, rituals, and real fun. And then I also create three big boxes and I brainstorm what I definitely need to do the first week, what I need to do the first day, sorry, the first day, then the first week, and then also the first month making sure I only add in one piece of curriculum at a time. Because guess what? You got the freedom and the flexibility to do so. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please head on over to start your micro school or homeschooling business. I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.